Now, Business for South Africa has called for an urgent reopening of South Africa's economy as it warned that as many as 4 million jobs could be lost due to COVID-19 with economic activity taking three to four uh, to five years before returning to pre-crisis levels. And it estimates that between 1 million and 4 million uh, of jobs could be lost with economic activity only reaching pre-lockdown levels in three to five years once more. And even before the COVID-19 outbreak closed down most of the economy, South Africa was already struggling with an unemployment rate of nearly 30%. So for reaction to uh, this sentiment, uh, we joined on the line now by the EFF's uh, Member of Parliament, Dr. Mbuiseni Ndlozi, and uh, we also have uh, Jordan Hill-Lewis, the DA Shadow Minister for Finance. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Mbuiseni, if I could start with you. Um, Business uh, for South Africa expecting over 1 million people to be jobless in the aftermath of uh, COVID-19 spoke yesterday to the SARS commissioner who said it's looking like there will be at least maybe 6 million more uh, people uh, who will be left uh, unemployed after this. What is your view with regard to the opening of the economy as we grapple with COVID-19? Nope. We seem to have lost both of them there, uh, DA Shadow, uh, Minister of Finance, as well as uh, the EFF uh, Member of Parliament, Dr. Mbueseni and Lozi. And we're hoping to speak to them uh, just to find out what their views are with regard to the reopening of the economy. What should happen at this stage, uh, given the projections that uh, we have been given on the economy and uh, job losses? So uh, we'll get to them as soon as we're able to line them up again. Let me read some of those messages while we wait. Uh, this one from Anonymous in Kwatwa reads, uh, Good afternoon. Um, the whole UIF COVID-19 relief fund, uh, we don't understand which criteria they are using. My company applied for my staff and uh, they all contribute uh, to the UIF but none of them has been paid. They only paid one of uh, the staff members and um, others no reason for non-payment and you can't even get uh, to reach them telephonically and they don't answer via email either and this action causes a lot of tension between employer and employees because they feel that you are not doing enough to apply to the UIF for them to get paid. This is very bad. That's a message from Anonymous in Kwakwa and we've been trying to follow up on this UIF uh, story and we certainly will continue to do so. But I do believe we have both our guests uh, back with us now. We are looking at reaction to calls for the reopening of the South African economy um, from uh, the the uh, EFF, we have Dr. Ndlozi and uh, uh, Mr. Hill-Lewis from uh, the Democratic Alliance. Let's start with uh, Dr. Ndlozi. Dr. Ndlozi, uh, your views on reopening the economy in the midst of what we are currently experiencing in South Africa with regard to COVID-19? Well, uh, we, we have been uh, uh, completely opposed to uh, the concept in the first place that there is an economy waiting to be opened. Uh, the COVID-19 reality has ended the possibilities of life as we knew it uh, before. And therefore, you know, anybody that speaks about the economy, you've got to start firstly with the understanding that the economy is the people. The people must consume the goods that are being uh, uh, produced and the services that are being produced, but also the people must work uh, to produce the goods and services. So the workspaces and the conditions 
uh, of work, particularly in our big industries, like in the manufacturing sector, in mining, social distancing is close to impossible. So you've got to uh, lock down uh, as other, you know, even much more industrialized countries are doing with powerful healthcare systems. You've got to lock down to slow the spread of the virus. You do not reopen when only the numbers are going up like we've seen the government do now. You close it down because it's a crisis. That's what crisis means. You cannot go back to the same life that you wanted before. Such a life does not exist. Either you're going to send people into huge infections and never have an economy in the first place to go back to forever, or you do a lockdown sustainably, patiently, until you, on one hand, expand your healthcare capability uh, to deal with the people that will be infected so that you're not overwhelmed. But secondly, uh, uh, you slow it down so that uh, when you do go back to those workspaces, there is enough uh, you know, uh, 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 precautions that have been put in relation to making sure that people don't get infected. But in, in, as things stand now, uh, we're going to see a huge spiral uh, of the cases. And uh, the last point is those people who say that uh, we must experiment uh, with, uh, you know, what they call community immunity or group immunity. And in a society like South Africa, you couldn't do that like Sweden is doing, for an example. You couldn't do that because you do not have, uh, as, as when the infection started or as when the first case was reported in December, your public health care system in particular was in shambles. Particularly in the black areas, there is no public health care. You couldn't do group immunity because you do not have the health capability. It requires you to treat people to make sure that they survive or they recover. You couldn't do that. So we have to lock down, be patient with one another. I mean, capitalism has been making money for over all these years. Can't they just be patient for two, three months until we've got the situation under control? Otherwise, we're going to fade, and it's going to be the poor and the vulnerable who don't have access to health care that are going to die in huge numbers. Mr. Hill Lewis, uh, DA's uh, Shadow Minister of Finance, your view on this, the reopening of the economy? You heard what the EFF had to say about that? Well, we absolutely support the safe reopening of the economy as much as possible because, of course, there is an economy desperately waiting to reopen. There are, in fact, millions of people who have lost income uh, and don't know where their next paycheck is going to come from. The government's relief systems are not working. As you said, quoting that SMS, uh, the UIF is not working properly. Uh, and there are tens of thousands of businesses who face closure, who can't pay their rent. These are real people. Uh, these, are, you know, They cannot wait uh, for months, who knows how long. The, the, the government has given no indication of how long more we may remain in lockdown. And the key thing that Mbuyeseni said is that you've got to lock down sustainably. And I'm afraid that is not, that what we are doing now is not sustainable. It might be sustainable in a country where you can spend hundreds of billions of dollars uh, supporting your country and those uh, distribution mechanisms actually work. But they don't work in South Africa, and we don't have that kind of money. We've got to restart economic activity safely. And there are lots more businesses that could be open now that are not allowed to be open because the logic of these regulations, well, there is no logic to them. So, you know, for example, uh, deep-level underground mining 
uh, is allowed to operate at, at 50% capacity, which is hundreds of people confined in very small spaces. But small businesses in communities across the country where there are only two or three people in the business, in the shop at any one time, uh, maybe like a hairdresser or a salon or something like that, they are not allowed to open. This makes no sense. Uh, and people are really suffering as a result. So we support the call, open the economy safely, open more of the economy safely as soon as possible. Uh, Dr. Ndlozi, so you heard what the DA's views are here, and there has been criticism about a hard lockdown for a country like ours where uh, people have complained that the necessary systems are not in place to support them to survive this uh, lockdown. How do you respond to that? Let's let's deal firstly with the fact that saloons can be open. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, It's not about... uh, uh, You cannot do social distancing in a saloon. You must go look at what happened in the United States. And I'm I'm saying that we've got all these cases across the world where people keep trying to do what the DA wants to do, and the numbers go up of uh, new infections. So... You are in a fix here. On one hand, you couldn't reopen because you're going to have infections, even in a saloon, if there are 1,800 or 2,000 saloons in Gauteng alone, and people go to a saloon on that day. That's the possibility of an infection. And those people go back to families. They are in taxis or in some public transport system. That, those are in, so all the spaces that allow for uh, human-to-human contact are threats to the spread. And if you've got a lot of numbers, and that's the thing here, one of the, the most important things about South Africa is precisely that we don't have the healthcare capacity to take those risks. Now, the other part is that there is no money in South Africa to continue a sustainable lockdown. If you continued with the essential services, that is food production, uh, you continued with uh, uh, energy production, you continued with uh, communications, uh, as we did in the first lockdown, hard lockdown. Um, what you do is a macroeconomic approach which assumes that uh, there is no investor coming on one hand. On the other, uh, there is no productivity that is happening for either tax men to collect tax. So what happens in the countries, even in the most richest countries, the central banks are the ones that are coming in and dropping trillions of dollars in the United States, across Europe, in Asia. That's what the central, it's the lender of the last resort. That's what the central bank should be doing, not just relaxing as it were making debt cheaper. It should, be, it should be printing huge amounts of money to keep us in this lockdown. And then we're able to distribute through the entirety. Everybody has a bank account. So if you're trying to distribute food parcels, you're just making it uh, doubly impossible, as it were, uh, for the spread uh, to happen. So what you do is that you use the communications networks and processes that are in place already that make human contact impossible. To continue, We cannot live the same way we wanted to live. You can't eat the same way you wanted to eat. You can't over... Uh, uh, produce, you can over-consume. It's a crisis. The first task is unity for the defense and the survival of humanity. So we all hold on for two, three months, 
and then the relaxation can only happen when we have expanded healthcare and we do an epidemiological uh, prediction that these are the numbers of infections that will happen and then we'll be able to handle them in terms of our healthcare system and so on and so forth. But the, at the moment, South Africa is only experiencing the rise now and that rise is happening under a relaxed lockdown we're going to see a huge impact of the virus. And I'm afraid it's mostly the poor who are blacks that are going to be most affected by this pandemic. Uh, Mr. Hill Lewis, uh, the healthcare system may not be able and geared up to deal with what could potentially happen if we re- uh, relax the lockdown regulations too soon, is what the EFF is saying. And uh, your view on this? Well, this really goes to the heart of the matter. When we started this lockdown, we were told by uh, the president and by the, his experts that the point of the lockdown, the only point of the lockdown, is to slow the, the spread of the virus to give you time to increase hospital capacity. So the question is, has that happened? If it has happened, then there's no further point of the lockdown because it's totally unsustainable. I'm sure that Mboyseni will agree. It is unsustainable to keep the country in lockdown until there is not a single case remaining. But so long as there is at least one case, there will be a spike after lockdown. There will be. That is a scientific fact. So the only relevant question is, has there been expansion of hospital capacity to make sure that we are ready? If not, then why not? Because we've been in lockdown for six weeks already. So and it's, it's a huge problem for me that government does not ever report on what, what hospital capacity actually is and how much it's been expanded. How many new beds have we ordered? How many new ventilators have we ordered? As soon as we have expanded capacity, we must open up. Boyseni says that we must uh, we must just hold on for two or three more months. Uh, I'm sorry, but he's he's living in a different reality. Families cannot hold on for two or three more days. Certainly not two or three more weeks. People are starving. Millions of people are going to lose their jobs. It's not good enough to simply say, well, everything's going to be changed. We're going to have to uh, do things differently. That doesn't put food on people's tables next week. There are parts of the economy that can open safely with social distancing and protective equipment. They must do so now. Let's get people back to work and let's ensure that our hospitals can take the capacity uh, for the caseloads that they need. Oh, thank you so much. We unfortunately have to cut it out there. We well into news time. We apologize, uh, Dr. Mwiseni Ndozi from the EFF and uh, Jordan Hill-Lewis from uh, the Democratic Alliance on their reaction to calls for the urgent reopening of the economy. Let's take it straight to news with Amanda Machaka. We'll see you tomorrow.